Welcome to Sing, Dance, Act, Thrive, featuring conversations with performing artists and industry influencers on what it takes to succeed in the arts. I am your host, Diane Foy, and I believe that you really can make a living from your creative talents. As a publicist, podcaster, and coach, my mission is to educate, motivate, and empower you to thrive with authenticity, creativity, and purpose. Hello, and welcome to episode 69 of Sing, Dance, Act, Thrive. I'm going to start the show with a little known fact about me. For most of my life, I tiptoed around in order to go unnoticed. I was passionate about the performing arts. However, I was way too shy to become a performer. So I became a photographer, then a makeup artist, journalist, artist manager, publicist, all those careers to be around performers and I could remain behind the scenes. But becoming a coach changed that for me. As a creativity coach, we dig deep into core values, limiting beliefs, and personal motivation for achieving goals, encouraging my clients to show up authentically, to share vulnerabilities, and to push through their comfort zones motivates me to lead by example and do the same. Now when I notice I'm procrastinating on something, I examine the why behind it. What fear or limiting belief am I holding on to? Then I do the work to push through, and I'm grateful for that change. Listeners have heard me say before that the reason I got into coaching was out of frustration that too many artists would come to me for publicity before they were ready. In order to get media attention these days, you need a professional brand, interesting stories, and an active social media following. Through coaching, I can guide you through developing those step by step. However, lately, I'm realizing that in my attempts to give the people what they want, <laughs> And what they want is for me to teach them social media and do-it-yourself publicity. That I've started to allow clients and artists, again, to skip over the foundational work. The foundation is personal branding. Which is all about expressing your authentic self in all its glory. It's exploring and celebrating your personality, your interests life experiences, core values, beliefs, skills, strengths, even your weaknesses. It's deeply personal work that I believe strongly that you can't have long-lasting success if you skip it. I'm sharing this because it's good to take a step back and remember the why behind your vision and notice if you're going off track. So you may notice on the podcast or things I share on social media that I'm going to return to focus on the foundations, more so than giving you social media and publicity tips. 
My guest today knows all about sticking to your vision. So much so that Stick to Your Vision has grown from a song that he wrote and recorded to a book, to TED Talks, to being a major part of his personal and professional brand. Maestro Fresh Wes. Wes Williams is a multi-award-winning recording artist and the first Canadian hip-hop artist to have a single-hit gold status on the charts. His iconic 1989 album, Symphony in Effect, was the first to receive a Juno Award for Best Rap Recording of the Year, as well as the first Canadian hip-hop album to go platinum. A true pioneer. He was also the first Canadian hip-hop artist to have a song rank on Billboard's Top 20 Rap Singles chart. And just in 2019, Let Your Backbone Slide became the first rap song inducted into the Canadian Songwriters Hall of Fame. His success has continued for three decades now. His songs Reach for the Sky featuring Classified and Blue Rodeo and The Distance featuring Socrates were featured throughout the Olympics. 2014 winter and 2016 summer, respectively. As an actor, he has appeared on numerous film and television projects, including The Line, for which he was nominated for a Gemini Award for Best Performance by an Actor in a Featured Supporting Role in a Dramatic Series, and as the character of Paul Dreyer in the CBC hit sitcom Mr. D. Wes has been inducted into the Scarborough Walk of Fame, received the 2003 Real World Film Festival Trailblazer Award, and was a guest speaker for the Governor General of Canada's Summit on Urban Arts. His past as both an author and motivational speaker merged with the release of his motivational book, Stick to Your Vision. With its foreword written by Public Enemies Chuck D, and content long credited for inspiring fellow Canadian hip hop star Drake. Canada's indisputable godfather of hip hop has just unveiled his new release, an inspirational children's book Stick to Your Vision Young Maestro Goes to School. How's that for an introduction? The man's a legend and super sweet guy, too. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, and it's exciting to hear that you have a children's book now. Stick to your vision. Young maestro goes to school. That's very cool. How did that come about? Uh, thank you very much for having me. Uh, first, uh, um, it came about with uh, just looking ahead where, you know, you know, the school system and the way things are going structure wise, you know, there's a lot of obstacles and challenges for kids, man. So um, I hooked up with a team of, of uh, cool folks, man. My co-author, Dora Melton Vanderpool, is a award-winning education expert, uh, 20 years teaching at a St. Angeles Catholic School in Rexdale. My man, Leon Eclipse Robinson did a, a superlative 
job with the illustrations. And we came together uh, for this cause, man. It's like basically the book's about, you know, emphasizes the importance of family structure, mentorship, as well as the, the importance of inspirational elementary school teachers. And I've been blessed to have some really, really cool elementary, real inspirational elementary uh, school teachers in my life. So I thought that that would be a great message to to, to, to kids right now. I may have a point of reference that they may never have based on the powers that be and based on how things are going on with schools, what have you. So God forbid, but if there's a case where uh, things are remain uh, remote next year or what have you like that, at least the book comes with a suggested lesson and plans for teachers and not just teachers in Toronto, not even teachers um, nationally, but internationally as well. I think the three principles of the book, which is expectation, operation, destination are universally applicable. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about it. So that's kind of where my head is at. We started September 8th and the first draft was done September 27th and smiling just because there's a lot of times when we have ideas and they don't go anywhere, you know, but this is something that, like I said, like September 8th is when I came up with the idea, you know, obviously encouraged um, by my co-author, but uh, yeah, September 27th is when the first draft was actually done, man. And how cool is that? So, you know. <laughs> That's amazing. So fast. And is it, you know, it's kind of based on the book that you had before stick to the vision for for adults or for anyone um, is the same kind of principles. Same three things. That book had maybe like 22 chapters or actually more than that, but uh, they had three sections, which were again, like you said, expectation, operation, and destination. Um, that's something I kind of keep to with all my events and stuff that I do. I, I kind of like, there's so many different motivational speakers and presenters. What have like, what sticks you out? What makes you stand out from everybody else? So it took me time to, um, before I started doing these things, and I wanted to come up with something that will separate me, right, you know, from anybody else. So even when I do TED Talks, when I do, you know, different corporate events, elementary school, high schools, colleges, Fortune 500 companies, athletic teams, what have you, I try to break it down with usually those three principles, you know? So with the kids book, I was almost tempted, I was almost reluctant to doing it rather but I'm like, nah, man, let's, let's keep that. Let's make it chapters. Chapter one is expectation. Chapter two, operation. And chapter three is destination. So just keep that. Um, and the reason why, too, is because I've done several elementary school presentations. And I see how the younger students gravitate towards that, too. They, they, they think they're cool using big words, right? So, so it works. <laughs> Do you wish you had this book when you were a kid? Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah. It's one of the best kids books, man. And I'm glad that um I'm glad that I, I got it out and I'm glad I had a chance to look back and reflect on it. And like, wow, man, we actually did that. This is a part of me growing up. Um and Cardinal officially wrote a beautiful, beautiful forward. And I mean, how cool is that? Where Chuck D was my mentor and he wrote the forward for my first book, Stick to Vision, how to get the hurdles and leaders to get to where you want to be. And um, someone who claims that I'm their mentor, Cardinal Fisher, was the the writer of the foreword for this book right here. You know? So I think that's beautiful right there, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's important. Mentorship is important. Yeah. You know, did you have people 
that you looked to when you were young? Yeah, like my man DJ Greg, man. That body really dope. One second, hold, hold that thought. Yeah, after I'm done, Chance. After I'm done, I got you, okay? Well, dinner. I just heard you say dinner. All right, so as you can see, I'm, I'm, I'm on father duty full time, regardless, you know? And, uh, of course. and I think that's what the book is about, to show you that the importance of, uh, you know, family structure. You know, I'm in I'm in the Maritimes right now, so six o'clock is knitter time. You know, um, around oh, yeah. around these parts, I'm known as Maestro Chef West. So um, I'm making a nice uh, <laughs> making salmon dip with rice and, and vegetables for the family. But uh, getting back to the book, that's what it's about, man. It's about family structure. It's about you know, um, obviously mentorship. I had a great mentor coming up, um, my man DJ Greg, who was. Uh, who was mentioned in the book that was, I know him, I know him since I was five. He was eight. And how cool is it that I just finished talking to him like two, two weeks ago, you know, he, he was a DJ on my, my radio show oh, yeah. here. So, yeah. How cool is that? You know? So definitely. Yeah. Cool. So was there a lot of hip hop and rap, in your life when you were young? Cause like growing up, what kind of music did you listen to say in the seventies and eighties? I listened to, um, you know, like jazz with my dad, like reggae, soca, calypso. Um, and then my man, Greg, he put me on a rock. That's why a lot of my, that's why I really opened my mind, opened up to a lot of music. Cause and be my first DJ, he was open up to a lot of different break beats. Like he was into like Ozzy, into like Sabbath, Rush, you know, Judas Priest. So it just expanded my my um my knowledge of music, purple, you know, and, and uh, it just expanded my knowledge of music, man. So it wasn't just jazz, it wasn't just funk. It was like rock, it was reggae, it was happy. And when you look at hip hop, that's what we do. We extract from different genres of music and, and we make something fresh, you know? So me coming into the game, I was around. Yeah. That's some good Did What point did you think that music was going to be your career, your life? I don't did know, it start man, as a I hobby? Really like, and... I don't know, man. I mean, I, I, it was something that turned it was started from a hobby and then it moved to something serious. I think when I saw Eric B and Rakim, I ain't no joke. When Eric, when Rakim came out with that song, that's when I knew it was on a popping, man, you know? So, so um, took it more seriously after that, after I heard, after uh, the song, I ain't no joke. That's when it was on and popping with that. So Eric B and Rakim, very influential to me. Um, I think my favorite group of all time is still Public Enemy. Uh, Big Daddy Kane was very influential. Uh, Kumo D, um, KRS One, you know, so a lot of artists like that, man, you know. And that was a time we're talking about eighty six, eighty seven, and uh, eighty eight, and then and then you know, and then eighty nine. I came out, what have you. So it was, it was good. Yeah, and let your backbone slide has like broken you know, every record there is. Um, did you know you were onto something with that song? Yeah. Yeah. And I got, thank, thank you for um, acknowledging that I got something with that. Did I think it was going to be remembered like this? Absolutely not. 
But um, I lived something that became a slogan of my recently. And what I live is we don't make records, we make history. Don't make records, make history. Anybody can make a record, but by making histories, when you, you uh, say it and do something, people remember you years and years and years there. And it's so funny we're talking about this now because, you know, you asked me earlier about like my, um, about the book. I was a, it's like a kid's version to the, the old book. But then I think about it. It took me a lot of time to come with the concepts before I even started writing the concepts, and even when you look at my yeah. album, like the first one, it's a concept-driven album. Um, if you want to chop down a tree, you spend more time sharpening the ax, you know? And that's, um, I did musically, and that's something I even did in the realm of, um, you know, putting books together. I took time to make sure that the concept was right, and it just shows, that's why there's, there's, there's certain um, value um, with these things and that's why like you know watch this when i say don't make records make history i was inspired by a song called these eyes by the guess who and um that inspired me to do um stick to vision years later the song and then years later that inspired me to 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 release a book in 2010 then years later at 2020 i put out a kid's book you see what i'm saying so one idea can spark and transcend and have so much impact and that's what I try to do with music. Um, being out in the Maritimes right now, I'm in St. John, New Brunswick, and um, I got my radio show out here called Maestro in the Maritimes. Cool is it that I had a chance to um, interview the mayor of St. John, man, he was on my show. And that's kind of cool because it's like, you know, it's one thing when I'm, I'm, I'm interviewing artists and I'm playing or whatever like that, but the mayor's a fan of me, he's a fan of the show. And I thought that was cool too. And, and it just shows that I must have done something from, you know, 30 years ago for people to still check for me years and years later and have projects get, um, you know, acknowledged. Cause they say you got 15 minutes of fame, but to me, it took me longer than 15 minutes to write your backbone slide. So I've transcended, I've done different things, you know, from acting and, um, you know, Mr. D for, for eight years and, um, you know, movies and stuff like that. And, you know, this is my second book project, but hip hop is the foundation. And I'm proud to um, use that as a launching pad for, for other projects I'm doing. I think when we first connected, I was hosting that TD event for Black History Month uh, last January, right? And like I said, I must yeah. have done something for to, uh, you know, be a part of that, man. So I cherish that. I knew I was doing something big back then. Did I think it was going to be acknowledged three decades later? No, absolutely not. But I cherish it. Um, our brother Drake just became the artist of the decade, reinforcing the fact that Canada is the top of the global food chain when it comes to music. And um, yeah, like how cool is that where we're being revered internationally? Not like we weren't revered before, but on the level where an artist, our city is considered the artist of the decade. That's like, that's monumental. And yeah. that's something that we have to acknowledge. And um, like I said, like don't make records, make history, do something and say something that has impact on people and impact on their lives. So, you know, I'm proud to say that Let Your Backbone's first single to be inducted in the Canadian Songwriters Hall of Fame. Um, and not just for me, but for the genre of music that, that I must have done something right. There's a lot of firsts with me, uh, per se, but um, 
it just shows that we have history here, man. And 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 like I said, don't make rap yeah. history. Did you feel pressure after Let Your Backbone Slide became such a hit and such, you know, a top-selling record to follow it up? Yeah, but I mean, that's just life, man. You know, you do a movie, that's great. You got another one to come back, you know. That's just part of life, of course. I mean, pressure bust pipes, man. You know, you just keep it moving. And, um, you know, this is, after that, there's, there's another time. There's another time after that, so. I don't really stress that anymore. You know, I don't look back and be like, there's always going to be pressure. You know, your show, you do an amazing show. People want to have expectations, you know, and that's, that's how it is, you know? So there was pressure, but still, you know, I'm glad that I, I'm persevering through all that and, and continue evolving. Like those are lessons, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's, it's what kind of keeps you going and it's like a roller coaster, yeah. but you've managed to, you know, you're still having hits and being nominated for Juno Awards and and 30 years later. So well, that's I mean, on top of that, like, you find it interesting. You find something that I did, it was interesting. Um, and I appreciate you. I appreciate being appreciated, you know, because like I said, there's a lot, a lot of artists who don't be checked for 15 minutes later, you know what I mean? So I'm one of the ones that have, must have done something noteworthy um, I embrace, you know, who I am. Um, I embrace um, the love I get from like fans and, and, you know, artists have let me know that I must've done something that to, to inspire them throughout their years, throughout their formative years. So that's cool with me, man. You know? Yeah. And at what point did you decide that you wanted to pursue acting as well? I saw Pac in Juice. I saw Pac do Juice. I was like, okay. I saw what he did. I studied. I found out that he went to acting school, acting classes. So I said, yo, boom, let me try to, let me do that that too. Let's to go to acting classes, which I did. And, and um, some of the greatest teachers in Toronto and Montreal and Los Angeles. And um, yeah, it really hit me out, man. You know, just over 20 years of acting, you know, Mr. D is one thing, but, um, you know, I wasn't good at first, but then, you know, I, I started getting better um, through a lot of work. But uh, yeah, I, th- I saw Tupac and Juice, and that was that was that's what that's what kind of set it off for me. Um, what do you still want to do with acting, or with music? Like, what what is it that you're haven't accomplished yet? No, I don't look at it. I'm going to keep continue doing projects. You know, um, continue doing projects. I'm not one of those guys that say, "Oh, this is my last project." Not none of that. Because I look at artists like Leonard Cohen. He made music, you know, when I first won my Juno Award, Leonard Cohen won the Lamb Achievement Award. I'll never forget that. So that's why when you say expectation, operation, and destination, you could reach a certain destination, but then there's more expectations for you afterwards. So I might have won best rap or whatever like that, but this dude is winning like a lifetime achievement award. And just to see how he was revered showed me that there's a long way to go after what I've accomplished. So those three things. It's cool, but once you reach a destination, doesn't mean you're you're done. That just means there you say stick to your vision. Now it's time for revision, and that will help you reach reach a, another set of destinations. You know. When artists come up to you now, what advice do you give them? I tell like, them, I listen, don't try to be somebody who assimilates. Nah, I say nah. Don't don't assimilate, man. Try to be someone who innovates. 
always try to innovate. I always try to push the envelope. You know, I mean, when you look at Drake, like I'm playing three songs on my radio show this week. And like the first three is back to back. Nice for what? And um, what's my name? Those are three totally different styles right there. You know, he didn't stick to one style, you know, evolving into rapping to, um, you know, battle rap to like whatever, man. And it's like, you know, our voice is an instrument and it's good to check and experiment with voice instrument. So I'll tell artists to study other artists because Bob Marley didn't make records. He made history. Bob Dylan didn't make records. He made history. Leonard Cohen didn't make records history. So I've had some great points of references along my way, older than me as well as younger than me, who's who've helped me, you know, persevere and continue to be creative and innovative. Um, what have you. But I will say that um, if you want to purchase the copy of the book, it's at, uh, you know, go to youngmaestro.ca. And um, like I said, this is my, my this is one of my highlights in my 30 year multimedia career, man. Just putting out this kid's book right now, work with some great people and just get the feedback. GD for writing a beautiful testimonial, Tanya Lee Williams, sorry, Tanya Williams, um, classified as well as Jamal McGlure, who actually went to the same high school, sorry, not same high school, but the same elementary school I went to, you know? And, um, just to see how I'm, I'm revered amongst my community and just to see how the book is well received so far shows me that I'm on the right track, man. And, and it's a part of, it's a part of my evolution and, and, you know, our job to protect these babies out here, man. And I think that something like this will um, inspire them, but also inspire parents and teachers as well, man. So that's kind of where I'm at now, man, but I'm proud of this project. That's great. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And I'll, I'll include links in the show notes and uh, we will keep in touch on social media. No, we will, man. I want to thank you for everything, for always uh, being supportive of my career, man. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you. You're a legend. Thank you, Queen. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. Uh, for more info on Wes, you can visit his website, maestrofreshwest.net or for the children's book youngmaestro.ca and on social media at maestrofreshwest and if you enjoyed it please take a screenshot share it on social media tag me at Diane Foy PR and I'll be sure to share it on socials and I'm still hoping that you guys will Leave some podcast reviews for me. And if you do, I will read them out on the show and give you a shout out as well. So till next time. Thanks for listening to Sing, Dance, Act, Thrive. Be sure to join the mailing list at dianefoy.com to gain access to exclusive bonus content, a weekly newsletter, and an invitation to our private Facebook group of purpose-driven performing artists and industry influencers.